The Manhattan District Attorney's Office has impaneled a criminal grand jury to present evidence about Donald Trump's tax fraud, and specifically they are focused on his criminal fraud relating to hush money payments to Stormy Daniels after having sex with her while his wife Melania was pregnant. So who will indict Donald Trump first? Will it be the Manhattan District Attorney Alvin Bragg? Will it be the Fulton County District Attorney Fawny Willis? Or will it be Special Counsel Jack Smith? Truly, I don't care as long as somebody indicts this cancer to the United States of America soon. And in response to uh, all of this breaking news, a weak and desperate Donald Trump whined like a little fascist baby on his social media platform about the grand jury in Manhattan, as well as all of the investigations taking place by the Justice Department and Jack Smith. And get this, in Donald Trump's statement, he says, he puts this in his own words, that Vladimir Putin is more trustworthy than the FBI and the Department of Justice. Seriously, he wrote that in his statement. Trump is traitor scum, okay? Let's not mince our words here. And as part of the deranged deluge of posts, Trump also praised Al Capone, who Trump called one of the greatest gangsters. And he also called the Club for Growth and Ron DeSantis globalists. So I guess they're like one or two days away from just being called Democrats, right? First, you're a globalist, then you're a rhino, then you're a Democrat, then you're a Marxist. Because all these MAGA extremists have is just these like juvenile insult words and these fascist tactics. Anyway, we'll talk about that on the podcast. And it's probably best that you missed it. But did you see the <laughs> Trump campaign events over the weekend? One was in a 200-person gymnasium in Salem, New Hampshire. And another was, I think, like unlawfully in the state house in South Carolina. The MAGA Republican governor just let them use the state house, And people there were like horrified and turned their back to it. These were some of the weirdest and lowest energy events I've ever seen. So, folks, on the one hand... We've got President Joe Biden, whose historic legislative achievements have led to record employment, um, record job creation, um, lower prescription drug prices, uh, and over 7,000 infrastructure projects that are currently underway. And on the other hand, you have MAGA Republicans who have spent the past few days focused on saying things like, I don't know, Dr. Jill Biden should not call herself a doctor anymore. And you've got Kevin McCarthy saying that George Santos should have more power than President Biden. You've got MAGA conspiracy theorists like Marjorie Taylor Greene, who's on the COVID subcommittee. You've got MAGA Republicans continuing to spread and defame Nancy Pelosi and her husband, even after there's video footage of the attack actually taking place. Look, when you can condemn George Santos, when you can condemn insurrectionists, when you can condemn home invaders who attempt to murder the Speaker of the House, when you can't condemn election denialism, when you can't condemn QAnon conspiracies, and when you can't acknowledge that a pandemic is a bad thing, you are no longer a political party. You are a death cult. You are agents of our enemies. You are MAGA. This is the Midas Touch podcast. Ben Mycellus joined by Brett and Jordy Mycellus. How you doing? 
Doing great. Good to see you, brothers. Good to see you, Midas Mighty. I've been really excited for the show all weekend because I think this weekend we saw just an unprecedented level of lies, of fraud, of corruption, of gaslighting. In other words, we saw normal behavior of MAGA Republicans out there just totally trying to gaslight the American public on every issue, even when there is footage, even when there is tape, even when you look and they say, you say the sky is blue and they go, what are you talking about? The sky is red and they insist that it's red. This is how the MAGA Republicans operate. And this weekend, just watching the news, I found myself so enraged. I found myself really wanting to start the podcast and, and, and go live and talk about it all. And so the podcast we have today, we're going to be laser focused on a few things. And at the top of the list, is MAGA disinformation and gaslighting. And just to show you the deluge of disinformation that is coming your way and is going into this MAGA ecosystem, we're going to basically limit the disinformation to things that happened over the past few days. These are just things that happened over the past several days. And just so you could really, really see what the, just the poison that is being put into the ecosystem every single day by these MAGA extremists and how dangerous it is, how dangerous it is. We are here right now to call it out, and I couldn't be happier to be doing it with you, the Midas Mighty, and with my brothers right here. Jordy, how are you doing today? I'm doing well. Two things I noticed right off the bat. One, deluge, I think is the word of the day. You and Ben both used it in your intros. I'm a fan. I don't necessarily know what it means, but I like it. I'll use it <laughs> you know, at some when point. When I heard Ben use deluge, I was like, good word. Good word, B. That's good. That's good. And and, and two, you know, Ben, not to make you self-conscious, but I, I like the sexy look you're going for for tonight's show. You got the deep V-neck, the chest hairs popping out. You look good, ready to rock. I love it, B. I love it. So that's what I wanted to use my intro to just acknowledge those two points. Should I go one button up at this point or is no, you know, leave it, leave it, leave it. You look great. So Brett, just getting into some of these <laughs> MAGA conspiracy theories and the deluge of um, conspiracy theories the that deluge. they put out there, you know, one of the, one of the kind of strangest and kind of just, you know, you know, sickest, you know, no pun intended. One of the things they're saying is the uh, Buffalo Bills safety, DeMar Hamlin as part of their COVID conspiracies. They, they've been spreading the thing that he's actually dead because of the COVID vaccine and that what's really going on is the NFL is using a body double um, to speak for him. And so I just want you to just take a step back for a second. Like that is that is not basement dwelling weirdo conspiracy theorists saying that this is mainstreamed 2023 yeah. Republican Party leaders, Republican Party influencers. This is a message that the Republican Party actually puts forward. So you have everything from that to even when there's a video that's out that we can actually see what happened with Paul Pelosi. We could actually see the break in. We can see this terrorist, this individual who tried to murder the Speaker of the House, break in with the hammer and then bludgeon Paul Pelosi over the head repeatedly over and over again as the police saved him. You still have MAGA Republicans. They, they can see it. We could all see it with our own eyes. But as we've always said here, they see, you know, we see the sky is blue and they believe the sky is not even the sky. 
they believe the sky is the ground. And it's like, that's no, no, it. that's that's the sky, that's the sky right there. And you know, I think it always went to. You think about that. It was definitely a poll that Trump conducted um, about he could shoot anybody on Fifth Avenue and and, and get away with it. You know, the MAGA Republicans have basically realized the bigger the lie, the better the lie for their base. Just lie about everything and create a base of misinformed individuals who you inject disinformation in their veins every day and then just accuse Democrats, pro-democracy, just people who want to go on with our lives and who actually care about law and order, just accuse them of the wildest conspiracy theories. And this way, when you're asked questions, the same way like Kevin McCarthy's asked questions, uh, you know, over the weekend about, you know, okay, so you're letting George Santos on these committees, like you're not taking action there and you're letting Marjorie Taylor Greene, he could like say things and just that, like just condescending voice of his you know what he could say yeah we could be like well are are you referring to eric swalwell who had sex with a spy (laughs) is that who is that who you're referring to and it's like okay eric swalwell cooperated with the fbi this was like over 10 years ago cooperated with the fbi unlike the maga extremists the fbi cleared eric swalwell of anything there was nothing to even be cleared of the fbi thanks swalwell for his cooperation and then they just defame their colleagues. Like, again, if this was any other organization in the world, right, that you would be sued for sexual harassment, discrimination, lying about your employees, acting like freaking maniacs. But in the MAGA Republican Party, this is like, you know, business as usual. It's the only organization that you can have such fascism and weirdness and, and hate fester. Yeah, not that they didn't lie prior to Donald Trump, but I think the one big takeaway that they had from the Donald Trump administration, from Donald Trump getting into office, was that in order for them to succeed in the current political landscape, they need to invent their own version of reality. The truth just isn't going to cut it, because when you hold the facts up to them, their policies, everything they pretend to believe, it all crumbles before their very eyes. So they cannot exist beside the truth. And I think the Kellyanne Conway comments from early on in the Trump administration speaking about, oh, that's not a fact. No, that's an alternative fact. That's an alternative fact. That right there, I think, is one of the defining takeaways that the Republican Party had about Trump. And now in order to accrue power, in order to gain power, this is exactly their strategy. They're going to lie about everything. And Ben, it doesn't just have to be the big lies. They are lying about even the smallest things, the things that make you go, why would anybody even lie about that? But that is exactly why they lie about it, because who would lie about something so stupid? Jordy. Well, I just want to go back to Ben's point, too, about Swalwell. It's like this Republican party, let's just call a spade a spade here. They just hate honesty and integrity because they don't have any of it. It's also why they got so mad at Biden and tried to make this document story so big. It's because they hate when people actually do the right thing and cooperate and hand over documents and work with law enforcement to figure out, hey, where did things go wrong? Because in their heart of hearts, all they want to do is lie, steal and cheat. It's the motto of the modern day Republican Party. And by the way, look, you know, Pence and Biden, I think both handled it, you know, the right way. Right. I mean, they said, look, we're immediately cooperating, whatever, whatever assistance that you need. You compare that, though, to 
what MAGA leadership is, right? I mean, could you imagine if Biden started putting out under his Twitter handle, like, you know, the savage terrorist prosecutor, Marxist, you know, whatever, you know, who is a barbarian, you know, and by the way, if Biden, if Biden tweeted something out like that once, I'd probably before losing my support, <laughs> I would want to double. I'd want to double check that it was. I'd want to double check that it was real, right? Yeah. But if yeah. someone were to be like, no, 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 like President Biden's, <laughs> the, he he just tweeted out a QAnon meme of himself with as a cartoon with the Q. I mean, D Donald Trump does that every single day, right? It would take one Biden Q cartoon meme for me to be out, no matter all of the good stuff that he did. <laughs> <laughs> it would take one Q meme and I'd be like, all right, you know, that's out because I have standards. I, I, I right. genuinely care about this country. I care about law and order. I love our constitution. I love our institutions. And if you're supporting a death cult like QAnon, just even just once, Trump does it 20 times a day. He posts these these memes on his social media, you know, with Q and with the lightning and the storm is coming and all of the cult imagery. If you if you had one person do it once as a Democrat, you would you would lose our support. Heck, look what happened to Al Franken. There was like a photo of him from like 30 years ago, you know, from the SNL days and they removed him. They removed him right away. A lot of people are very critical of that. But look, I'm proud to be part of a party, though that has that has standards sure. and the MAGA Republican Party has absolutely no standards. And I think the problem, though, is that until Biden and until Hakeem Jeffries and until this new wave of Democrats do and I give Nancy Pelosi credit, you know, Democrats really hadn't been fighters. They, they hadn't recognized the existential threat. But I like that Biden's calling them out and saying yeah. these MAGA Republicans are not your Republicans. They are trying to take your social security. They are spreading these conspiracies. Here is who they are. And then, Brett, one thing I want to mention, too, because I want to show the video of this. In addition to the small lies and the big lies, they also message their lies differently to different audiences, right? Mm -hmm. So you have Kevin McCarthy who goes on CBS morning show and we play, this is what he says about George Santos where he basically filibusters and he says it like this and he goes, look, what are you, are you talking about Eric Swalwell? You know, and it's just like, who, I've been saying for a while, who? I'm like, Kevin is a creep. Like, I like, and I say it because Creepy whenever dude. I hear Kevin McCarthy speak, I like feel it inside my bones. I'm like, I feel like yucky. I feel gross. That's how he makes me feel. And we'll play this clip. This is his answer when he's talking about his management of George Santos. And I feel like you'll feel the same exact way. Let's play this clip of Kevin McCarthy from the CBS morning shows. But doesn't it further wear down credibility when you put someone who's under state, local, federal, and international investigation as a representative of Are your you party on committees. I'm talking about George no, Santos, I, uh, representative from well, New York. We should have right that discussion. So let's have that discussion. You want to bring up S Santos, and let's talk about the institution itself, because I agree wholeheartedly that Congress is broken. And I think, you're, I think your listeners or viewers should understand what proxy voting was, because it never took place in Congress But I'm asking before. you about George Santos. He's now talking about proxy question. voting. Because you could but put it to a vote. You asked me a question. Answer. I'd appreciate if you let me answer. So let's go through this, because it's not one simple is, answer. He's not answering Congress the question. is broken based upon what has transpired in the last Congress. The American public wasn't able to come in to see us 
People voted by proxy, meaning you didn't have to show up for work. Mm -hmm. Bills didn't go have to go through committee. So what she I'm trying to do is open voting. the people's house back for the people so their voice is there, so people are held accountable. So now, as I just had in the last week, for the first time yeah. in seven years, every member got to vote. If now, you got a third of your caucus to vote now, to oust could, him, you could do so. Do you, do you don't think you could get your Republicans to do that? I wasn't finished answering the question. So if every single new person brought into Congress was elected by their constituents, what their constituents have done has lend their voice to the American public. So those members can all serve on committee. Now, what I'm trying to do is change some of these committees as well. Like the Intel Committee is different than so any other committee. So you're just not going to answer the question I asked. Well, no, I, no, you don't get to question whether I answer it. You asked a question. I'm trying to get you through that. I don't you think you've that. said the name George Santos like once. <laughs> well, no, but you know what? I you're just, talking about proxy but, but, voting no, no, no. and other things. But you, no, you started the question with Congress was broken, and I agreed with no, you. But I was answering the question <laughs> of how Congress is broken and how we're changing it. So if I can okay. finish the question that you asked me, how Congress is broken, I equated every yep. single member they just got elected by their by their mm -hmm. constituents, they have a right to serve. So that okay. means that Santos can serve on a committee the same okay. way Swalwell, who had a relationship with a Chinese spy, but Speaker. they will not serve on intel. They're wrapping me I in the control room because we're well, that's unfortunate. Break. I wish I could I answer have to the question. Leave it there. I would love to have you back. I would love to be able to come okay. back and have time to answer the questions. Just so detestable right there. I mean, and, and he pivots immediately when he's finally pressed. And by the way, she, I thought she did a very good job. I thought Great actually job. all the weekend hosts this week, including, and yes, Jordi, I'm sorry, I'm going to say it, including Chuck Todd. I thought Chuck they Todd's all actually did his Wheaties a, lately. Yeah. No, Todd I, did I, okay. I, I got to give him, I got to give him all props this weekend well, for holding well, his people's well, feet to the Brett, fire. Can I just, can I just butt in super quick there though? Like I, I do think she did a really good job there, but ultimately that right there though is a perfect example of what's wrong with the mainstream media and, and those, those mainstream media networks like that is because he didn't answer the question. He filibustered for 95 seconds and it, the American people didn't get the answer. Kevin McCarthy got off the answer he wanted to give off and the digs that he wanted to do to Swalwell, but he didn't answer the question. I'm going to, I'm going to just disagree with you slightly in that I'll say it's the format of TV though. And right. I think his non-answer in a lot of ways was an answer. And okay. I think she appropriately called him out. Could she have went harder? Yes. Sure. But I think given the circumstances, I think she did a very good job. And I think that's, that's the, that is the issue though, Jordy, you're right with TV. And I, I'm not going to hate on the mainstream media for that, but in a TV format, when you have to cut to advertisers at a certain time, when you have these guests on, they know that if they yap away for long enough, eventually yeah. you're going to have to cut to commercial. Uh, so you, you, all you got to do is filibuster. And Kevin knows something or two about filibustering. And so that was his strategy. He was just going to go in. He was going to play to the format, which is why, though, you always need somebody in that role as the questioner to be somebody who's fierce, to be somebody who calls it out. Because if you're not, you're just going to get totally steamrolled. But I think she actually did a, a good job considering the, the circumstances. But I, but I see your point. I agree. And then later on, so again, this is speaking to different audiences. He goes on Fox where McCarthy says that he would like Santos to have more power than President Joe Biden. That's what he's told Mark Levin. Here, play this clip. Mr. Speaker, first, a very quick question. Who has more power, Joe Biden or George Santos? <laughs> well, right now, I think it is the president, Joe Biden, unfortunately. Unfortunately, I mean, you, I mean, George Santos may be 
in an, in another era, one of the most like vile, despicable human beings. I mean, from all of his lies to creating phony charities that like resulted in killing the dogs of military veterans. Like you, you prey on the military vet community and kill their dogs, engaging in clear campaign finance crimes for which it's obvious to anybody who's looking at it. It's just a matter of when he's going to be indicted. I don't know if you caught the news, um, but earlier it was reported that one of uh, Mark Meadows' uh, close family friends uh, was indicted. Her name is Linda Bennett, and she was actually in, uh, running in 2020 uh, for Mark Meadows' seat in the 11th Congressional District. And she received uh, well, she claimed on her campaign finance docs in 2020 that she loaned herself $25,000, but the loan actually came from somebody else. And so the limits uh, that you can loan your own campaign are limitless. You can loan yourself as however much money you want. You could give your campaign however much you want. But when you're taking in money from third parties, there's a cap, $5,600, $2,800 in the primaries, $2,800 in the general. And so it's obvious to anybody looking who knows that just the most basics of campaign finance that George Santos did the exact same scheme and is in violation of 52 USC 30122 and it's a felony. So like just a matter of, of when that's happening and then admitting to the most vile lies. Like, could you think of a more vile lie than that your grandparents, you know, survived the Holocaust and that your mother's died in nine 11 and that your mother survived 9-11, that your employees died in the Pulse nightclub shooting, you know, and then obviously lying about every other aspect of his life. But this is someone who McCarthy says, <laughs> I wish he had more power than President Biden. Like, this shouldn't be about Democrats, Republicans. Like, we should just look at that and go, what the hell is that? Mm -hmm. Because that is wrong. That is disgusting. That is despicable. And Brett, I want to get your take. Jordy, I want yours too. But to that same vein, like it reminds me of Kerry Lake going on Steve Bannon this weekend. Like this is this is this is mainstream MAGA right here, you know, where Kerry Lake's on Steve Bannon. Ronna McDaniel just won again to be the, you know, to to lead the RNC. And Steve Bannon, who's not looking good, by the way, like Bannon's like Bannon can barely talk. He's right not now. sounding good either. Yeah, listen. he's not sounding good. Like for all of their mocking President Biden, like, I mean, just listen to I, I wasn't sure if Bannon was like if it was like intentionally like if there was a problem with the audio, but but no. And so Bannon has Carrie Lake and she's in the same area where uh, Rana is and, and Bannon's asking her. Have you spoken with Rana at all? And, and and then Carrie Lake's like, no, I haven't spoken with Rana. And then Bannon goes, you're the freaking governor of Arizona. You're the governor. She's not speaking to the governor of Arizona. I mean, Carrie Lake's not the governor of Arizona. I mean, like how delusional. There's actually a governor of Arizona, Katie Hobbs, sworn in, who's functioning as the governor because Katie Hobbs won. Carrie Lake lost. Carrie Lake lost her lawsuit. And then, of course, Carrie Lake turns that right into fundraising right away to grip so they can have these weird Mar-a-Lago parties or whatever the hell they're doing, which just gets weirder and weirder. But can we show our viewers and, and play for our listeners this clip of Bannon to Carrie Lake? Ron McDaniel has not, you've been there for three days. Ron McDaniel has not pulled you aside and said, let's have a cup of coffee and spend five minutes together. Have you guys spent yeah. any time with each other one-on-one? -on -one? No, we haven't. Unfortunately, have 
And and you know what? I do want to reach out to her because here's what's going on. And I, and I know that this might not be the popular view. Rana won. Hey, full, and stop. full stop. Hang on. Full stop. You should you shouldn't have to reach you shouldn't have to reach out to Rana McDaniel. You're the freaking governor of Arizona. You just won an incredibly tough race because you stood for policies that MAGA stands for. She should be blowing your phone up every day. Don't see. I'm gonna get to that in a second. But you were. Let me be blunt. Were you abandoned by the RNC in your f- historic fight, which you're still going to win? You are the legitimate governor of Arizona. Of that, there is no doubt. You know, when someone we pick these, the like a, someone wrote in the chat, like a bag of nuts, like the, like, the, like, the, like the nut, a bag of nuts, like the nuttiest people. And you saw Lindell and Carrie Lake when he said it, like crack up, like it's funny. Yeah. That's you one know, of the most it, disturbing parts of the clip. I didn't even like, it, it felt like even Bannon wasn't buying his own BS that he was selling in that clip. And then they were struggling through it. And even she was like laughing at, Oh, I get to grift off this lie. Thanks for throwing me that layup. I got an email that I'm sending out and we're going to hold another campaign rally, even though the campaign's over and we're going to collect some more donations off this lie. The thing that I, you know, liked in, in prepping for this episode is that the lies that we're showing in our takedown of MAGA disinformation, the lies are so obvious. And I think in stringing all these lies together in the way that we're doing it throughout this episode and and the way that you will see throughout the rest, I think you will just see how obvious it is, but also just how ever-present it is and how they just beat you over the head with it nonstop. And just, you know, why, why would the Republican Party want to embrace somebody like Carrie Lake, who, because of who she is, is why she lost. Because of her embrace of Trump, because of her election denialism, that's why she was roundly rejected by the party. She literally said, F you, McCain Republicans. F you, I don't want your vote. It's what Carrie Lake told them. And they wonder, why did we lose? And then they try to act like, oh, actually, she is the governor when she's not the governor. It's really a disturbing form of you know, I don't want to call it mental illness per se, but it's really they are living in their own alternate reality. And there is a sickness to it that we are witnessing, that we are going up against. And that's why it's important that we are able to flood the zone with the truth and that we are able to call all this out when we see it. Here's an example, too, to your point, Brett. As I said at the outset, you know, one of the things that MAGA Republicans are very focused on is how dare Dr. Jill Biden first lady call herself a doctor she has a phd that's that's why she can call herself a doctor so this is just one i could have picked from dozens that are out like this Um, but again this is what they're focused on like you know i'm not going to demean melania trump because i don't have to okay i mean it's obvious okay um it 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 does and it doesn't require me to even go there um but here you have in dr jill biden a phd First lady, caring, compassionate, right? Like represents all all the good, all the good, love. (laughs) And they hate it. And they hate it. And the anger and the venom at Dr. Jill Biden is just such a tell. Here, pull back up the Megyn Kelly. Uh, Announcers for this Eagles 49ers game just spotted the first lady in a box and, of course, called her Dr. Jill Biden. Wonder if she realizes what a wannabe she looks like, insisting on this fake title. Get a real MD or just work on yourself. Esteem, well, Jason Patterson, who actually did some 
he didn't have to do such digging. I mean, he's like, I thought this is pretty ob uh, obvious. Um, so Megan Kelly's father was a PhD and referred to himself as doctor. So you want to talk about the, you want the, this is the conversation. So Jason goes, Megan and I were both born in Champaign, Illinois. Megan was born there because her dad received his doctor of education, the same doctor degree that Jill has at Illinois the year after she was born. When her dad taught at University of Albany, he was called Dr. Kelly. Megan Kelly's father was Dr. Kelly, who Come literally on. has the same degree as Jill Biden. But but they don't care. You know, they, the hard part sometimes, you know, the, the reality is, is that when we do these shows, it would be very easy if I just, I'm like, all right, guys, here's, here's what we're going to do. Let's just make a bunch of shit. <laughs> yeah. like, like, let's just say, you know, you, you wouldn't have to do much work. You could just say anything um, if, if there's no accountability. But like when you have truth, you have to use logic. And when you have to use logic, you have to have facts to support it. And that may require a little more work sometimes than people who just spread the lies. But here, Megan Kelly says that her own father was Dr. Kelly. It, and because it's, it's this is the perfect example here, because this is right here, the epitome of phony grievance meets outright lies. It's all fake outrage, right? She is just mm. trying to find something to be outraged of. Do you think Megan Kelly is, is sincerely sitting there like, how dare she call herself a doctor? And how dare Dr. Martin Luther King Jr.? Yeah, I would love for someone to ask her that. Yeah, so can we call Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. a doctor? Do you oppose that? I would love to get Megan Kelly's answer on that. So you, your father, Dr. Kelly, would you, would you say, no, dad, you're not a doctor if we asked you. But it's the perfect example of grievance politics, of getting mm -hmm. outraged over nothing and just outright lying. And where those Venn diagrams cross one another is where MAGA lives in perpetuity. And so once you live in that space, especially when you are profiting off that space, like Megyn Kelly, you learn to exploit it over every little thing. And she thinks, by the way, I bet if you asked her, she would think she is far superior to a Tucker Carlson or an Alex Jones. If you asked her, she probably thinks I'm a respectable girl. I was on NBC. And remember when NBC, by the way, Jordy, to go back to your critique of the media, NBC had her on for a brief period of time. And then they basically paid her like $69 million to leave the network um mm -hmm. so she got a big because when she had to grapple with the facts she she really couldn't handle that format like she was horrible well also yeah. also i'm pretty sure she said some really apparent shit when uh halloween had come around i think she made some really ludicrous I, I, comments. I, I think you're right but she can't control herself but because they live her. in this world right. of grievance politics meets lies it's outrage plus lies equals maga and that's where she lives and if she thinks she's any different than alex jones if she thinks she's any different than tucker carlson well i have some news for her. She is cut from the same exact cloth as are all these MAGA influencers that we've been speaking about this entire time. She thinks she's probably so much better than Donald Trump who harassed her and mocked her in front of the entire country. She's doing the same exact things that Donald Trump is mm. doing and she's making money off it. Brett, how about to that point, Newsmax coming after me and Colin Kaepernick with the same <laughs> kind of BS like talking points where they attacked 
our documentary that's coming out on Hulu on February 3rd on Friday. It's not even out yet. Okay. And they're already attacking it. They don't even know. They don't even know what, what it's about because if they actually knew what it was about, they go, oh, it's about it's a radical woke mob and, and it's saying all these negative things about cops. It was like, well, let me tell you, the the uh, police hey man, what's officer, the story actually about? <laughs> <laughs> okay, let me, let me explain to you what it's actually about, because the suspect who was shot and killed may have been a confidential informant and one of the handlers who was a cop may have been a drug dealer. And so the cop may have been a drug dealer who was uh, putting out pounds and pounds of methamphetamine into the community and may have pled guilty to the crime. Admitted to it. Admitted to it. (laughs) And, 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 And you'll see in the trailer, like they cut that part out, like, and admits to it, you know? And so I don't want to give away all the twists and turns of, it's called Killing County, that Colin Kaepernick and I, uh, executive produced it comes out on hulu on february 3rd everyone's got to watch this on hulu and spread the word definitely about watch it Ben. But, again, that's man. why that's, I, really that's awesome. why i was like so wait a minute i'm just trying to be very clear it's now the radical woke mob to criticize when a former police officer deals methamphetamine into the community that's because perhaps if she actually did one second of research <laughs> and actually looked at who the cop was the former cop was in the trailer. She may have actually done the research and discovered what it's actually about. Here, play this clip of her attacking Killing County. Protester and hero to the radical woke mob, Colin Kaepernick. He's back in the spotlight. Now executive producing a new anti-cop docuseries, and it's called Killing County. Guess he just doesn't feel enough people hate America yet. Here's a peek at how slanted this three-part series is. My son died in a shootout. F this. I'm calling the cops on the cops. Walk the streets, bankers. The deadliest law enforcement in the country per capita. The highest rate of officer-involved deaths anywhere in the country. This is where the story takes very bizarre turn. And as you start unraveling the layers, you start to see that there's more than just a couple bad officers. <laughs> what what to explain to me where the woke radical mob is the deadliest shootings per capita in the United States that's a fact that's called a fact ladies and gentlemen that's called a fact and the officer they they cut out at the end but the officer is Damasio Diaz who served five years in a federal penitentiary for dealing drugs into the community but I guess it's just so woke to uh, to expose that and criticize when uh, when when the police are putting drugs into the community but but but, but I so guess it's woke. also woke you know so woke when we say insurrections are bad it's so woke when we say right election denialism is bad so woke when we say hey everybody let's treat pandemics seriously oh how 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 woke is that i mean all, all these very woke concepts i guess but that's all they have marxist communist woke this woke that and i'm just like look can we just be freaking normal here, you bag of nuts? Going Please. back to that comment, you bag of you bag of fascist nuts. Let's let's like have normal conversations, please. No, and Ben, I are- think it goes back to your your point that you had made earlier. It's just easier for these MAGA Republicans and the, this right wing media to just make stuff up than to actually 
come to the hard truths that the things that they are so scared of don't actually exist in this country and that they would rather invoke culture wars and, and just get everybody so mad at each other for their own profit because they don't care about America. They don't care about this country. They care about lining their pockets with money while they get to laugh at half of the country for believing them. And anytime they speak, anytime they use the word woke, it's to try to shut you up. And it's to try to immediately stop finding a solution to any problem. Because there are some really messed up things in our country right now that need solving. And there are a variety of problems that pop up every single day. But when you have a party that is not interested at all in finding solutions or compromising or anything, but instead just goes, woke, communist, Marxist, anytime anything comes up, you're never going to get anything done. And then they deflect and they try to push blame on the other side and they try to project. They try to throw everything, all of their fears onto their audience, onto you. They try to just stoke so much fear and violence also of the people who are actually trying to solve the problem. Like Ben said, Antifa, Marxist, this, that. And we saw it on full display. I mean, Friday was a difficult day for this Mm. country. Friday was an incredibly, incredibly difficult day where we, we, we began with seeing the release of the Paul Pelosi footage, which was absolutely horrifying to see. And then we basically ended the day by seeing the footage of Tyree Nichols getting assaulted and murdered before our eyes on camera. It was one of the most shocking, appalling, most horrific things ever. And what was Fox's response? Fox's immediate response was to try to get their viewers terrified that quote unquote Antifa was about to burn down their cities in response to what happened. That's immediately where they went. And the chirons that they ran all night in prime time, especially on Tucker Carlson's show, I'm going to put it up right now. Nichols's death is being exploited to justify riots. There were no riots. This story has nothing to do with racial bias. Bracing for violence. Antifa on social media. Burn it all down. At one point, Tucker Carlson even compared the murder of Tyree Nichols to Ashley Babbitt getting shot for trying to attack officers and kill politicians on January 6th. He made that. And in fact, Tucker went even further than that, saying Ashley Babbitt was murdered far more clearly on tape than Tyree Nichols, as if this is some sort of competition and as if there's any sort of equivalence between those two things. There is no rock bottom with these people because every single day they dig deeper and deeper and deeper. And of course, there was no violence at this. There were peaceful protests throughout the country, as there should be with something like this. The police department has actually taken pretty swift action within the department. The Department of Justice has opened an investigation. You see the Memphis uh, DA, who actually we had on the show, Steve Mulroy, opened up an immediate investigation and indicted the officer's almost instantaneously. And that is because of the, I would say, the results of peaceful protests and of us demanding justice. And we have a long way to go in this country as we are seeing, but to use this to exploit it like this, to use it to then stoke violence and to stoke fears and to say, Antifa is going to burn down your house, going to burn down your business. There's no low that these people are afraid of going to. They need to be sued into oblivion. They need to, they, you know, because 
unfortunately, with the MAGA Republicans, like the the last best bastion for democracy, though, is in the courts. It's why it's so important. It's why it's so important that the Democrats control the Senate to appoint federal judges as well. You know, and you have in April the Dominion lawsuit against Fox goes to trial in Delaware. That's not a federal court, but that's a Delaware state court. I, I truly hope Dominion doesn't settle. I just think it's so important that Fox gets sued to oblivion. You know, I, I hope Dominion asks for tens. I know they're asking for like $2 billion. I, I hope with punitive damages, they ask for $10 billion and they just start racking up billion dollar verdicts against Fox. By the way, Hannity's going to have to testify. And Murdoch's going to have to testify. And little Murdoch's going to have to testify. And, little Murdoch. You know, and 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 all of you know and and all those fox hosts are going to have to testify and they've already admitted in depositions that they knew all of the uh, all of the things that Trump and Sidney Powell and Lindell that they knew it was false mm-hmm. yet they kept it on because they were worried that Newsmax and OAN were going to take away their were going to take away their viewers so they kept on perpetuating the fraud which goes to the actual malice standard But to your point, there is no low. I don't want to act like there was once a time when Fox was like good and now it's, you know, no, like they were always bad. But there's a difference between being like bad and right now it's it's just it's fascist chaos each and every night in the most intentionally malicious ways. It's just it's a weird concept. Weird's probably not the right word, but it's just a strange concept that in our own backyard here in our country, the enemy is within, that the enemy is actually a MAGA Republican political party and a propaganda network in our own country, it, it, yeah. you know. Yes, you have Russia doing their thing. And yes, you have Saudi Arabia. Yes, you have Iran. Yes, you have a lot of countries do, but they don't just just let Fox do its thing. Because yeah. every night they go to try to rip the fabric of our country apart and where we try to create bonds and try to show humanity and compassion. Fox just tries to separate us and divide us each and every time. We have a lot more to talk about on this podcast, including the really big news that the Manhattan District Attorney has impaneled a grand jury. Looks like Donald Trump is going to get criminally indicted soon by the Manhattan District Attorney. I've always was confident about it. Go back to this. Like I've always said, I get the Alvin Bragg, you know, disappointment. It's putting it lightly. I'm very disappointed in Bragg too. But as I said, I said, all of the signs or that Bragg is going to criminally indict Donald Trump individually. Let's talk more about that. But first, I want to show you uh, a little clip from our next sponsor is Paired. Jordy, take it away. And now let's take a quick break to talk about our next partner, Paired. Forget impersonal Valentine's Day presents. This year, give the gift of your presence. It's the little things. Research shows that everyday moments of connection are what matters most in a relationship. And the Paired app, well, it sends you daily prompts to increase your connection and intimacy with your partner. The Paired app offers daily questions, games, and guided conversations designed from experts that allow you to do something meaningful for your relationship every day. And the best part, you don't get to see your partner's answers until you answer it yourself. Using the Paired app for just five minutes a day, it builds deeper knowledge that allows you and your partner to connect, boost intimacy, and fall in love again and again. 
My partner and I, we're so competitive and we look forward to using this app every day and playing the different games and prompts that Pear provides just to be able to carve out time and focus on us while having a great time doing it. It's truly so special and I'm honestly so grateful for the Paired app. So for a Valentine's Day gift that will last far beyond the holiday, head to paired.com slash Midas to get a seven-day free trial and 25% off if you sign up for a subscription. Just head to P-A-I-R-E-D.com slash Midas to sign up today. Connect with your partner every day using Paired. A happier relationship starts here. If you care, you pair. I love Thank that. Thank you, Jordy. I love that, Jordy. Let's let's talk about really good job, Jay. It's like, oh, you should, maybe that could be a profession for you doing that. I'm going into it. I'm going into <laughs> it. I'm, I'm done with this. I'm just doing ad reads, baby. Let's go. <laughs> Everyone loves the Jordy ad read. I mean, it's, people are clamoring for more. So true. Um, but Alvin Bragg, we we learned, uh, has impaneled a grand jury, a criminal grand jury investigating Donald Trump's tax fraud, um, specifically focused on the hush money payments that were made uh, to Stormy Daniels via Michael Cohen, which Trump claimed were legal costs when, in fact, they were unlawful bribes, uh, hush money to get Stormy Daniels, not to talk about the fact that Donald Trump uh, had sex with her while Melania was pregnant uh, and I mean, and a whole bunch of other disgusting things around there where I think Trump was comparing her to Ivanka and was talking about magazines and that's right. Sounds about sounds about right. Um, So the grand jury is impaneled. The first witness who was called David Pecker, the former publisher of the. We we live in okay. It's clear we live in a simulation that the that Pecker that Trump has a problem with his Pecker. Um, who's about well, his, name, his name wasn't his name wasn't little pecker according <laughs> to stormy daniel said it would be but but it could have been well, it seems like pecker I'll, is helping this problem mushroom in a little bit i would on. say come on yeah but uh alvin bragg as part of his psychological warfare he could have had little pecker on you know as the first yeah. my first witness is little pecker i mean david pecker uh, and, and you know cuz david pecker was part of the na- the national inquirers this is what trump was engaged in they called it catch and kill cuz that doesn't sound like something that uh, the mafia doesn't do um and so they would basically try to buy the stories say they were going to run it and then never run it uh and own the rights to the story to cover up all of Donald Trump's like disgusting and criminal acts like that was that was there. That was the go to move of, of Donald Trump. And this is this is the beloved person by the evangelicals and, and maybe not anymore, <laughs> but by but by the MAGA Republican, by the MAGA Republicans. Look, I thought and we had Karen Friedman Agnifilo on. We had Michael Co- Michael Cohen met with the team in Alvin Bragg's office. They met with the lawyers. And so when everyone's saying, look, Alvin Bragg, this Alvin Bragg, that, that I'd say, look, I get it. I don't disagree with you. But what I can tell you is I can analyze the data in front of me. And all of the data I have is that Alvin Bragg looks like he's absolutely going to personally indict Donald Trump. Bonnie Willis may indict Trump first, but Bragg is going to indict him. I also say this about Alvin Bragg. He's the only prosecutor across the entire country who has successfully criminally prosecuted a Trump organization. 
And I say that because Bragg gets a lot of heat and Bragg deserves to get a lot of heat after disbanding the grand juries that Mark Pomerantz and Carrie Dunn were presenting evidence to. But you know who doesn't get heat? There's a lot of Democratic district attorneys across the country who also have jurisdiction over Donald Trump, and they haven't even leaned into it. And so I'm not saying we should just give everybody crap across the country. But what I am <laughs> saying is, is that here's someone who I could just say an objective fact, criminally prosecuted the Trump organization successfully, and now almost seems certain that he's going to criminally indict Donald Trump directly, I think in the next 90 days. I, I, I would be surprised if it was longer than that. And we'll six and and by the way, Trump could go to Rikers Island, like not a place that you want to go for all my New Yorkers out there. Even if you're in Rikers for like 30 days or 50 days, it's like the worst place to possibly be. And Trump's basically been railing about how Weisselberg's serving time there right now. Um, that's a location that Trump's likely going to serve in. I, I think Bragg's going to win. Bragg's team humiliated Trump's lawyers in the Trump organization criminal trial. Like the jury hated, hated Trump's lawyers, hated Trump. Like, like it wasn't even close. Like it's not Teflon, Don. It's like, it's like tissue, Don. I don't know, that's not, I'll work on that one. Um, <laughs> workshop it, workshop it. Workshop. <laughs> Yo, Weisselberg is in Rikers? Yeah. Yeah, you didn't know that? that oh, well, I just wanted to reemphasize that for the audience, but I, that is <laughs> brutal. Yeah, they'll pull up Trump's statement in response to this news. Trump says, this is always line, with murders and violent crime surging like never before in New York City, the radical left Manhattan DA Alvin Bragg just leaked to the fake news media that they are still going after the stormy horse face Daniels Bull working closely with weaponized Justice Department. This is a continuation of the greatest witch hunt of all time. It's getting he just bores me at this point. All right. They, they long ago missed the statute of limitations. I recently won big money against Stormy Daniels in the Ninth Circuit. Never had an affair. Never had an affair. He goes, never, never. Had an affair. Is this George Santos? It, it's it's it is. I mean, George Santos is like, as I said, like the crumbs of the MAGA vomit sandwich. It's all related. <laughs> That's so yeah. graphic. Yeah. I, I'm workshopping these things. Mm. To, you know, to be good. fair, it's good. It's graphic. To be it's fair, I think good. the relations might have to last over 30 seconds in order for it to be considered an affair. And so Trump might be technically okay there with it's his. Like it's like you know, you know, you know what I'm what saying. <laughs> but yeah, but, not an affair. What what a. It's a, and it's enough. Uh, he's got it. He had enough with her and, uh, and uh, yeah. And, and Pecker could take him down and mushroom. Yeah. Okay. We're, 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 we're really going for it today. Everybody but look, but, look <laughs> disgusting misogynistic language. I mean, calling, you know, calling her names, like, again, like, yeah. like, like who, like, this is someone who's the leader of a political party this is the leader of the weirdest freaking fascist wannabe cult, uh, in the world. We, they, he didn't miss the statute of limitations. I'm pretty confident the Manhattan district attorney is aware of the, he's aware of the statute of limitations there. But look, one of the reasons why going back to the show that Colin Kaepernick, Ka Kaepernick and I executive produced on Hulu, why we want to focus on Bakersfield is, you know, these MAGA Republicans, the most violent areas are these Democrat controlled areas. Uh-uh. The most violent areas in the country are run by Republicans, Republican governors, Republican mayors. By far, you go look at Kevin McCarthy's district 
is Bakersfield, highest crime in the country, highest homicide rate in the country, highest police shooting deaths in the country, like drug rate through the roof. You want to go to Oklahoma? You want to go like, let's go and look at where crime's the highest. And I think, you know, we, we, we did a, we did a piece on this. I don't have the data in front of me right now, but I think it's like out of the top 15 cities that have like the highest homicide rates and highest crime, like 12 or 13 of them are run by Republicans. And it doesn't surprise you because it shouldn't surprise anyone because one, the Republicans lie about everything. And two, their perception of law and order isn't real. Their, per, their perception of law and order is just performative. Like, just say law and order. Just say back the blue. You know, they'll screw over the police in a second. They'll mm -hmm. actually defund the police. They'll actually right. defund the FBI. Like They'll actually do policies that do the exact opposite. But they'll say things like, we back the blue. We black the blue. While they screw the blue. While they screw the FBI. While they screw the deal. Yes, bro. How about this, Ben? I just pulled up the list of the most dangerous states in the United States, okay? I'm, I'll read the one to ten. This is raw data that I am reading. It's it's a total score. Um, let's see who this is done by the Global Peace Index. So what are the most dangerous states? Number one, Mississippi. Number two, Louisiana. Number three, Florida. Number four, Arkansas. Number five, Texas. Number six, Oklahoma. Number seven, Missouri. Number eight, Alabama. Number nine, Georgia. Number 10, South Carolina. That's your top 10 right there for you. Jordy, you were worried I was going to do a raw data joke, huh? I was, I was very worried. After I saw, I saw you. The stormy transition made it too honestly, easy. I, I, I want really to acknowledge, happy. I want to, I want to I'm acknowledge really I get into it. it. I know. I want to acknowledge that I'm really happy you didn't do it. Okay. I want to acknowledge I could have done it, but I, I, I've exercised the requisite degree of restraint on a, on a, on a, on a family show who doesn't exercise a requisite degree of restraint ever is the freaking traitor scum, Donald Trump. You like that smooth trans smooth. Really good. You're getting really good at those. Thank you. How about him praising Al Capone? Do we have that post where he says how great Al Capone is? Let's pull that one up for all of our uh, viewers and I'll read it for all of our listeners. Because of the weaponization, targeting, and unprecedented harassment, I believe that I have more lawyers working for me on this corrupt law enforcement induced bull, dot, 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 than any human being in the history of our country, including even the late great gangster, Alphonse Capone. The late, the late great, great gangster. <laughs> this is all being done for political reasons in that I am leading everybody. Republicans and Democrats by big numbers in the polls. The disinformation specialists are at it again. Full time, the fake news is their tool. And I hope after watching this episode and listening to this episode, you're, that's the disinformation squad right there. And to praise Al Capone, and we showed that photo a few weeks back where he had another gangster, Joey Merlino, uh, um, uh, Joey Merlino. You like that reference? I remembered Merlino. That's pretty good. Joey, good. Joey Merlino, another mafioso that was at the uh, the Trump compound. The most the most secure locations. I only have the mafia at my place every every day. Nothing nothing to see here. But the late great gangster Al Capone. Brett, how how is this how is this real life? 
Brett, can you pull up that post one more time, please? If you look at this post and you really go through it, it honestly looks, and these are all of his posts. It looks like a game of Mad Libs that he plays when he writes these things. Late, great, gangster, Alfonso Capone. Like, this is truly a deranged and sick human who continues to spout these things. And there's a huge portion of this country that actually reads all of his statements to be true, as we saw with the pay from, uh, uh, the pay from over the weekend, Brett. I mean, it, it's absolutely insane. It, it, it's truly scary when you analyze it in that context, too. It's like, I think we do a good job here of, of showing these posts and really explaining the dangers of them and not just putting them up for clout. But there's a huge portion of this country that follows this guy to the letter of the law, to, to just the letter of everything he says, and will do anything for him as we saw on January 6th and as we still continue to see. Well, Jordy, it's like the note that would be recovered by police investigating like a serial killer. Like, yeah, it's truly no different. And in fact, going back to the beginning of the episode, when we were speaking about the attacker uh, against Paul Pelosi, this David to Pap guy, the Pap, the, I called him the Pape. Damn. the comments that this guy had the things that he said because they released the audio of his interview with the San Francisco police department in the aftermath of being arrested at Paul Pelosi's house. They released that audio. And then just a few days ago, he also had an interview with a local San Francisco Fox affiliate channel. And the things that this guy says could be directly pulled, in fact, seem directly pulled, from Donald Trump's Truth Social feed. It seems directly pulled from truly any kind of one of these right-wing MAGA influencers that you see on Twitter. They speak the same language, but what you see time and time again is after they stoke the violence, after the act occurs, the act of violence occurs, and they get the outcome that they wanted. They got the attack, right? They got the storming of the Capitol, right? But what do they do? They then try to deflect and they try to blame the opposite side for it. They try to blame, oh, it was Antifa. It was the FBI. It was the woke Democrats. It's the same plan they did. So they gave this David DePap guy the same treatment that they gave to Ray Epps. Ray Epps is the guy who MAGA accuses of being an informant for the FBI, the Department of Justice, saying that he was responsible and that he was the Department of Justice's way of stoking the insurrection on January 6th. It was actually the Department of Justice who caused January 6th through Ray Epps. And Ray Epps is like one of these MAGA idiots. Like you look, you look, look at the Ray Epps testimony that he gave before the January 6th committee. He's full-blown MAGA. Everything he says is full-blown MAGA. And they throw this guy under the bus mm-hmm. the same way that they're throwing this DePap guy under the bus. They're going, well, he's not one of us. He was a gay lover of Paul Pelosi, despite all evidence that we all see and hear with our own eyes. And that's the problem, that you could see it, you could read it, you could have copious amounts of evidence, like hours and hours of audio recordings, of statements, of tweets, of things written online, and none of that matters to these people. Not a single thing matters. Let me play, just in case people haven't heard it, let me play the David DePap clip from the local news. This is just a short clip. And you could hear that the things he says sounds like the things that Donald Trump says. What did you want want to tell me? Um, Now that you all have seen the body cam footage, I have an important message for everyone in America. You're welcome. Freedom uh, of liberty isn't dying. It's being killed systematically and deliberately. The people killing it have names and addresses. 
so I got their names and addresses so I could pay them a little visit and have a heart-to-heart -heart chat about their bad behavior. The tree of liberty needs watering. We need men of valor, patriots willing to put their own lives on the line to stand in opposition to tyranny. I would also like to apologize. I want to apologize to everyone. I messed up. What I did was really bad. I'm so sorry. I didn't get more of them. It's my own fault. No one else is to blame. I should have come better prepared. I spent all my time exposing government corruption online, only to have them silence my freedom of speech as quickly as they could. His message to Republicans America, can condemn that. I think about they that. can't condemn it. Maggie Republicans can condemn that and say that's bad. Yeah. I mean, he said point blank. He said, my message to America is you're welcome. I'm sorry I didn't get more of them. Next time I would have come more prepared. I got their addresses and I was prepared to do harm to them. I, and then he invokes the same language that you see these MAGA influencers use saying, I was a patriot that was standing up to the tyranny. And then he also goes in the longer clips that you would hear if you, and we actually released the full audio on our YouTube channel. If you want to hear it, Jordy did a great video on it, releasing the entire interview with the San Francisco police department. You hear him say that Democrats are on an endless effing crime spree. You hear him say that he was specifically trying to target people like Nancy Pelosi and Hillary Clinton. You just hear it over and over again. The guy admits to the crimes. The guy is very clearly in this MAGA universe, in, this, in the MAGAverse, as Jordy calls it. He's deep in and those mm -hmm. comments that you heard on that tape. He's someone who acted on it. But like I said, that stuff is not too different than what your average mainstream MAGA online influencer says. And when they hear that, instead of condemning it, like Ben said, instead of saying, yes, that is obviously wrong, I condemn it, they try to blind themselves and they try to lie about it. And they try to perpetuate the lies. Then they move on to the next lie. They move the goalposts. So at first they were saying that the story was fake. The footage comes out, then they say, oh, that was all staged. That footage is actually fake. It's all staged. It's all staged what happened. That's all fake. And then you have a guy who actually came on Fox News and I'm not going to give Fox News credit because they're the ones who stoke these conspiracy theories. But even Fox News stood up to this guy. He was an attorney uh, who was their expert. It was a, a expert. I put that in quotes. His name is Brian Claypool. He goes, he's confronted with the attacks on live TV. He starts saying, what, what, they, they, you, there's no proof that anybody broke into this house. Where's the proof? Where's the proof? And they show him the proof. They show the proof right to him in front of his face, live on the air. And what does he, what does he do? He sputters. He goes, I, 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 what, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. And then he switches over to, but the DOJ and comically, comically, because it's just so ridiculous, he switches over to, but Hunter Biden, but Hunter Biden. I don't even know how, unless you're living in this deranged disinformation echo chamber, you could do that. But let's play this clip because this perfectly defines exactly what we've been speaking about through this episode. As well. No, the other issue is, is look, where, where is the evidence of a, of a breaking and entering? I get what you're saying, Sandra, about always casing the area. There's video Has of him breaking seen... through the house. There's video of, him breaking... video of him breaking through the house. OK, it's on the screen right now. OK. Um, I, no, he's and I assume it's with okay. the hammer that he, you later see him with. But there's clear video that we have been given outside of the house. The attackers on the right side of the screen breaking through the house. Got it. Well, what? Yeah, okay, I, great. Then I mean, maybe he's, that's he's, true. he's clearly, maybe he's clearly using that to break in. Yeah. 
Yeah, okay, but but what can't we talk more about what what is the DOJ doing? Are we supposed to just give a hall pass on such an important fact that's that to me, I think I, I think there was a clear narrative that the DOJ wanted to, to propagate in this. And, and, that, and we've been going through this with other occasions, with the Hunter Biden thing, with the, the Mar-a-Lago, you know. I mean, look, the guy's an idiot. And, you know, and, and any other of the Fox shows would have not even confronted him. So it was kind of the perfect storm. They got like an idiot lawyer who was unprepared. And they actually had the video. So, again, I do not want to give Fox credit at all for simply saying, um, can you watch the video? Um, but, Brett, one of the points I wanted to make, though, is Trump, MAGA, Fox, the whole ecosystem, what they do is they dehumanize the other. For them, the Democrat, the anyone who's not MAGA is like a cockroach. So when they say all of these things, pervert, this, pedo, pervert, you know, Marxist, communist, they're trying to destroy, they're trying to do all this. And then when Trump says, you know, you know what to do, or, you know, the people have had enough and they're going to show what's going on. When you then do all of that, that then, that then becomes the code word for do it, you know, go for it. Like, like, like activate. And I'm not saying it's like, you know, they plan the code word, but it's clearly after you get somebody so, uh, you know, into the idea of these cockroaches are trying to kill me, which is all the MAGA and Fox and Trump, they all do. And then you say the people are fed up and they're going to, you know, show you what's really going on. You'll see for yourself that focus, that then becomes, um, you know, uh, the, the command essentially to do it. That's like what Al Capone does. That's what Osama bin Laden does. That's that's how terrorist cells operate. Another thing I wanted to point out, though, um, is our founders and Republicans up until maybe the, you know, the 2000s, but, but maybe even before then, and Democrats uh, all over, you know, leaders in our democracy understood the threat of unchecked populism. Go back, you'll see our founders writing about it and the danger there. But I also did a video recently on General Alexander Haig where I talk about the mass exodus of Republicans away from the MAGA party. And General Alexander Haig, in addition to being one of the youngest four-star generals in our nation's history, was also the Secretary of State under Ronald Reagan. Uh, General Haig ran for the presidency. Um, He lost in the Republican nominee in 1988. But he talked about populism all the time. And actually, back then, mainstream Republicans in the 80s would talk about it. This is what Alexander Haig said about one of the issues with populism. Um, And this is from uh, 1981. Um, On January 13, 1981, speaking of the Watergate period, General Haig said he thanked God that, quote, populist or extraordinary measures driven by emotion or hate or bias for whatever reason did not become the standard of the land. Is it, that's from a Republican saying that. And one of his points that he made in the 1988 presidential primary debate and that we, and that we saw a lot from that time period was the idea of leaders not playing to the conspiracy theories. People recognized that human nature can go there. 
you know, this is this isn't isn't a new phenomenon, right? I mean, like the history of humankind has been been around for a very long time. So the psychology of why this happens is actually known. But where America has really thrived is that we've had leaders in the past before this MAGA Republican thing and the Tea Party before it really, which was the precursor, that would still stand up and say no. And I think the last vestige of it, though, was when McCain took the microphone away from the person. And I say it's the last vestige when the person was saying Obama's a terrorist or Obama's a Muslim or whatever she was saying, because even McCain gave in to the temptation to win with um with with what's her name with with the VP uh Palin. what's her name Sarah Sarah Palin, Palin um as the VP but the idea of leadership needing to tell the truth and stand up to these forces because if you let these fascistic forces ferment the history of humankind shows what the outcome is that's to me the ultimate betrayal of the of Republicans, right? Mm-hmm. And where we all have to be guarded in pro-democracy spaces, though, is that we could get exhausted, the exhausted majority. And where the exhausted majority gets so exhausted that they're like, I, I just can't deal with that. All right, what 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 do you want? What do you want, Kerry Lake and pillow fascist guy? You want to be the governor? Just fine. Just Get off the TV. Stop it, please. Every single day. I just, I can't just fine. Take it. I'm exaggerating it a little bit of the way that goes down, but ultimately that is how historically we've seen people like Mussolini where 80% of a population supported the constitutional monarchy, 80%, you get, you had 20% fascist movement able to take it over. Same thing with Hitler. You do go back in history, and, and even you look in modern history examples of where 20% of the population governs the mm-hmm. rest because of an exhausted majority. Because these fascists, it's like a zombie movie. It really, it's like yeah. a zombie apocalypse. They keep on coming, they keep on coming. You know, it's that it's that show on I've been watching on TV. You know, they keep on coming, they keep on coming, they keep on coming, they keep they exhaust you because they're miserable people. They're they're exi- they're so miserable. Their existence is miserable. Mm-hmm. Like a zombie, they want to feed on you to make you miserable because their lives are miserable. And that's really why this whole calling of pro-democracy, this community that we create, you know, that the community created itself, that we're a part of, like all of this is so important because it's existential. Mm-hmm. Like I, that's one of the takeaways I want everybody to have. I'm not, not, I don't want you to be scared. I want you to know that there's hope, but it is existential. We can't let our guard down because there are, there is so much good that could be done when we actually combine forces for the better good. I mean, just think about some of the accomplishments right now, Brett and Jordy. With President Biden, I mean, think about it. we have 7,000 infrastructure projects going up right now, um, currently underway. I mean, we're talking about things like big projects, bridges, Golden Gate Bridge, 150-year-old tunnel connecting Baltimore with D.C., like, like huge infrastructure projects. We're going to have 20,000 infrastructure projects underway. 
um, in the next few months. That means jobs, jobs, jobs. I want Americans to have great paying jobs. How about we talk about that? How about rather than MAGA Republicans talking about Dr. Jill Biden's calling herself doctor, which she has every right to do? How about we talk about jobs for the American people? Good paying jobs. How about we focus on working class, middle class, hard working Americans? How about we focus on lowering prescription drug prices, right? It's one of the things the Inflation Reduction Act is doing, putting a 2,000-year cap on prescription drugs for seniors on Medicare. So even if your drugs are 10,000, 12,000, 14,000 a year or more, like some cancer drugs are, we're talking about a 2,000-a-year cap. We're talking about reducing the price of insulin to the lowest levels ever for people on, on Medicare. I mean, we're trying to do that throughout the healthcare system in general. I mean, just how about the healthcare system in general that MAGA Republicans are still working every day to try to take away your healthcare? Mm-hmm. You know, it's why when I look at these rallies, when I look at these MAGA events, you know, which are getting smaller and smaller and smaller, and you just have this performative fascist BS and they're talking about, you know, oh, the woke this and the woke that. I, part of me just... I, like I have to take a deep breath. I feel bad. Like I'm like, you, you all have the ability, like you're, you're voting against your interest. You are militantly against benefits for yourself because these demagogues are riling you up to hate. Mm-hmm. That's why we got to communicate, but we got to talk to America with these, with these messages, Jordy, Brett. Brett, the know. producer's on mute. Oh, no. It's always Brett. on mute. Sometimes I got to, you know, sometimes I'm doing produce production in the background, keeping the show <laughs> float. You know what I'm saying? No, but I mean, what, we're, what we're seeing is this, you know, coordinated effort by really dark forces out there, like Ben said, to wear us down. And I think that's why it's important. I mean, I, I know I've seen the comment, uh, you know, more than once of people being like, how could you joke about this? It's so serious. How could you make jo- How could you be laughing right now at the news? How could you be smiling? Because we have to, we have no other choice, people. We have no other mm-hmm. choice. The alternative is us getting knocked down, us getting worn out and us giving up. And I refuse to do that here. And that's why we try to inject humor into the show. That's why we try to be lighthearted about it all. And that's why we try to present this contrast of the good things that are happening in this country, in addition to the bad forces out there that are happening in this country, because we need to be highlighting all that. And we need to be showing the contrast. And I truly believe that if you drill down with people, even people, I'm talking MAGA people, people who vote, not not the politicians, but the people who vote for people like Donald Trump, your typical Donald Trump voter. I bet they want good health care. I bet they don't want to work for jobs, right? I bet they want to have a better quality of life for their kids. I bet they want to live in a nice home and have groceries that are affordable. I bet they want all of this stuff. But the unfortunate thing is that you have these leaders who are pushing such hatred on them that they are so blind to those needs. And instead of trying to elect people who could get them cheaper health care or get them higher pay, they end up viewing those people as the enemy. And like Ben said, they dehumanize them and view them as cockroaches so that they can't even that, that those ideas don't even enter 
their brain. And that's what's so dangerous about it. And it's a sad state of affairs, but that's why we're working all day, every day to continue to get out the truth here. Because if we don't combat the lies, I'm not going to count on anybody else to do it. So it's up to (laughs) us. And I don't mean us, Midas Touch, but us, all of us, you watching, you listening, and us here. I think it's more important than ever. And when we see how obvious the lies are, how in your face they are, and when we could show our friends and family how obvious and in your face the lies are, maybe, just maybe, we'll be able to break the spell from our country or at least create a big enough uh, coalition in this country that could crush that 25, 30%. Because there are more of us than there are of them out there. And I think there are more coming into the fold every single day, as we see with the mass exodus post that Ben reads on the show. And I think it's also important. And I think we are making inroads in this fight, but it's important that we never get worn out by the disinformation, by the gaslighting, and we keep fighting. Well, it's a big week. I hope everybody will tune in on Hulu on Friday when Killing County comes up that I executive produced with Colin Kaepernick and a brilliant team at ABC News and Hulu, Robe Embriano, uh, Monica De La Rosa and so many other uh, incredible uh, people over there. Uh, so many of them that you'll be learning about and listening to. So check it out. Killing County on Hulu starts February 3rd. Um, I think you will enjoy it. It's a true crime thriller. Tell everybody about it. Spread the word about Killing County on social media. Uh, I love seeing tweets about it. You can tag me in the tweets and make sure you share with friends, family, get everybody to watch. And I can't wait to hear your thoughts about it uh, after you after you watch it. And again, it's in the district of uh, Kevin McCarthy. And I think it will rebut a lot of the narratives out there, the fake narratives about what goes on in these Republican led districts. It's also just an incredible show. And uh, I'm so honored to tell these stories of these families who I've been working with um, now for you know the better part of, of, of a decade. Also, uh, if you're able to, this is a really big help to help grow this independent media platform. You can check out patreon.com slash Midas Touch. You go to p-a-t-r-e-o-n.com slash Midas Touch, M-E-I-D-A-S-T-O-U-C-H, patreon.com slash Midas Touch. We are not funded by any outside investors at all here on the Midas Touch Network, zero. We are 100% independent. We are 100% accountable to you. We've changed the whole dynamic about how a media network is run, and it's run from the grassroots up, not from big corporate elites down. And so the way we do that is through our Patreon. It's a real radical way of funding this thing with researchers. <laughs> Not sure it's the greatest business model, okay? But <laughs> it is but 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 it is a way to do it to avoid investors who want to tell us do this content or do that content or you must do this or you must do that. And so if you're able to check it out, go to patreon.com slash Midas Touch. We have lots of exclusive content there, exclusive podcasts, exclusive photos, first look at new videos. There's even a membership tier there where you could become an honorary producer of the Midas Touch podcast, or you could buy honorary producer titles for friends or colleagues or family members. For those watching on YouTube, you see it. We're, we're, we're close to 
I think about 50 or so, maybe more, maybe less, um, but right around that of honorary producers, your name appears at the end of the show, you'll get a uh, poster commemorating it. Um, And there's a bunch of other membership tiers that you should join. And it goes a long way to build this independent media platform. One of the things we did recently on Patreon that we're going to do each month we held a Zoom with all of our Patreon members, all of our patrons, and we spent, if you're watching it on YouTube now, you see just one of the pages, but there was like eight pages like this, just filled with, you know, I think we had close to, you know, if, over 100, 150, 200 people um, yep. at its peak who showed up at, at the hour that we did it, who wanted to ask us questions, and we answered every single question. We went three hours long, so you get to meet us directly ask us any questions that you want to ask us. And we didn't leave without answering every single question. So if that's something you're interested in, we had such a blast doing it. Go to patreon.com slash Midas Touch, become a member, get memberships for friends and family members and others too, if you just want to support that way. And again, it goes a long, long way. Patreon.com slash Midas Touch. Also, check out store.midastouch.com for the best Midas Touch gear. Jordy's wearing one of the t-shirts right there. Person, woman, man, camera, prison. Jordy, you're modeling it quite well. We also have Convict or Convict 45 uh, shirts. We've got a MAGA Tears mug. I love the mug, and there it is right there. The best part of waking up is MAGA Tears in my cup. <laughs> and and the, some of the stuff <laughs> and, and so much more. Go to store.com. MidasTouch.com and make sure you subscribe for all of the people watching on YouTube. After this podcast, go search Midas Touch wherever you get your audio and hit the subscribe button and leave a five star review there. It's really important you do that, it helps with the algorithm there. So make sure if you're a YouTube subscriber, you also subscribe on the audio. If you're just an audio subscriber, then go on YouTube. So make sure you're both on YouTube, Midas Touch, and audio on Midas Touch. That goes a long, long way to help us and leave a five-star review there. Make sure you're subscribed to the Midas Touch channel right now. Hit subscribe if you aren't subscribed. I'm sure you all are, but just in case, hit subscribe. Share this podcast. Share the Midas Touch network with friends, family, colleagues, coworkers, anyone you know. And finally, Thank you. Thank you all to the Midas Mighty community. None of this is possible without you. Every single morning, all three of us wake up incredibly inspired and encouraged by you and your efforts to support, preserve, and protect our democracy. You're the reason that this exists, and we're just so humbled and honored to be your messengers. Until next time, I'm Ben Micellis, joined by Brett and Jordy. This is the Midas Touch Podcast. Shout out to the Midas Mighty! The best part of waking up? Maggot's tears in my cup. Check out the new Maggot's tears mug available now at store.midastouch.com. That's store.midastouch.com. It's 100% union made right here in the USA. I know I'm not tired of winning yet. How about you? Get yours today.